a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hello, this is Mick, and you are listening to the Chirp Radio podcast. I am on the line with Zach of Oozing Wound. How are you doing today, Zach? Oh, just super duper. Uh, now, you're not working right now, are you? I am not. Now you work at the empty bottle. What do you uh, What do you do there? I mean, in normal times, I'm the main door guy. Uh, I also do uh, a lot of production assistant stuff, security, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, mostly just trying to keep creepy people out. I, I, I mean, it goes hand in hand with trying to keep the music scene alive. There are a lot of really bad guys, especially with all the Burger Record stuff, has like made it even more depressing. Knowing that no matter how vigilant you are, these people are still there. Yeah. Did you um, Did you know anybody associated with Burger Records? Like, um, oh yeah. Did, I mean, okay. it's not really like my thing at all. You're in the music scene, you know. And it's like, you know, I don't blame any women for not trusting men. You know, every day you die a little more inside. And the uh, political situation with the unemployment benefits is probably not helping uh, your mood at the moment, I'm guessing. No, because no, it's just like, I don't know what people assume is going to happen, but I can give you two pretty good guesses in that once you send everybody back to school and there's an explosion in these rates of COVID and stuff, it's just like there's going to be way more death and destruction than there needs to be. And it's just confounding to me. I have ultimately an inconsequential job. Right. You're not a frontline worker. No, but they're going to like the idea that I'm supposed to go back to work, like we're supposed to open a music venue and just pretend that nothing is going wrong. It's insane. And I mean, we're not even allowed to. We're not even, we're part of phase five. I can't believe we're in phase four. I, I would not feel safe working the door for a long time. People are already horrible when they're drunk. And now you're going to try and have me convince them that they have to wear a mask and stuff on top of like all the violence and everything that's happening with people just telling other people that they have to be considerate enough to try and not kill somebody. It's just it is so much. How early into the pandemic did you know or did the owners of the empty bottle know that they needed to close the venue? Time is weird, but I'm pretty sure it was near the end of February, beginning of March that the news was coming in more dramatically, especially about uh, Spain and Italy, like in the course of a couple nights where it's like I stopped feeling comfortable going into work. And it was pretty much right after that, that the hideout announced that they were closing. And then I think like three days later, we also announced that we were closing. It was kind of a cascade thing. Uh, we were lucky as in terms of the entertainment industry because we were the first ones cut. So at least on that aspect, we were the first ones that were applying for unemployment, at least avoiding the huge rush on it that I know a lot of people got caught in and are still caught in. Uh, and it's pretty lucky because my only other source of income is playing shows because I consider myself a musician. So all of my money comes from music and playing music, working shows, doing all that stuff. I didn't think that 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 the you know like service industry jobs. It's like you never expect them to go away because that's the ultimate backup job. It's the thing mm -hmm. that you can always pretty much count on. It's like, oh, you waited a table. Congratulations, you have experience for life. Right, and we're supposedly a service economy, right? right. Like, yeah, right. we don't make anything anymore. It's all about just subservience and treating rich people better than they deserve. <laughs> But you did have a 
video come out this spring, right? With uh, with Sarah Squirm. Would you would you mind sort of giving the background on it, like how it came together, and just you know describe the plot a little bit because it's it's pretty. I would say it's visually stimulating, and I would say that that was maybe putting it mildly. Uh, but it's uh, it's a video for your song. Let's see, surrounded by effing idiots off of your last album, High Anxiety, right? That is correct. Right. does uh, Hell Trap Nightmare, which is her, like, call it a variety show kind of concept. Uh, she usually does a, a hideout. Uh, Kevin had been involved with one because I think they did it at Situations once, which is the show space that he has been running for the last few years. But I knew immediately that we would gel really well together because she's disgusting and we have a terrible <laughs> name. And it's just like, sometimes you just know that it's the right thing to do. Conceptually, you so, gelled. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we had a few meetings with her we explained what we wanted to have happen just a couple images of like things we were thinking of uh you know like puke toilet puke bong like or you know like whatever roast stuff working with her it's not like she's bereft of disgusting ideas so it's a lot of going back and forth and coming up with whatever crazy crap we could think of i mean music videos are weird it's not mtv anymore they don't just come on like you have to actively go and put on a music video it's the same thing with like finding a terrible movie on tv and then like putting on a terrible movie or something like the impetus has to be there uh we were trying to come up with the things that would actually make you want like watch this video <laughs> i think she, that we both did a really good job she is obviously the star of it she made the weird meat suits and like all the props and yeah we uh the one cool thing though is to, that we got very lucky lucky is a weird way to put it but there was this humongous thunderstorm the night that we were filming the last scene uh where we're out in the alley uh where she kills <laughs> us and you can see in the background that there's just, it looks like the craziest like ghostbusters type of storm and it's completely what was happening in the sky that night that lightning storm in the background over by the Sears Tower. Yeah, that is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, I know. Unplanned. <laughs> amazing. Totally amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys all big fans of trauma? Uh, trauma films and like B movies like that because there seems to be a really strong influence of those types of, of that type of cinema on the music video. Oh, like when I, you know, when I was in uh, high school, I was definitely, definitely way more into that stuff. Like, uh, you know, Toxic Avenger, any of the weird uh like gory slashery type stuff i just feel like it's kind of an aesthetic that stayed with all of us because it's i mean one it's low budget so it's easy enough to actually make a reality and it just it makes sense i feel like the way i've always thought of our band is like we're an action movie it's all about keeping that kind of momentum going and like you can have some lulls but it's all about like explosions and big stupid <laughs> happening this has been mick with chirp radio speaking with zach of oozing wound Thanks again for your time today, Zach. And I am here with Kevin of Oozing Wound. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. 
you have been kind of busy. At least things haven't changed for you that much, right? You've been you've been working pretty consistently. It's changed in the sense there's maybe more stress stresses around, but my schedule is I'm an essential worker. Apparently, I deliver food, <laughs> so I get to yeah. I get to exist out here and see <laughs> see reality unfold out in this and out in the field. Yeah. So what is what has that been like um, with all your friends in lockdown and you still going out every day? and uh, hopping on the bike and delivering food. Yeah, people are dealing with a lot of burnout and or depression. Whether they're working and busy, they're dealing with that sort of stress and then everyone else is sort of stuck in time or something. It's kind of, it's, it's a trip, man. It's heavy. Yeah, you've been um, experiencing this in a completely different way, especially with the with the business that you work for. Who who do you work for? I work for Cut Cats Courier, which is uh, owner operated courier collective. I'm lucky to be working with this radical collective, so we have support with each other and maintain our own work environment and safety and clients, and opposed to faceless conglomerates <laughs> own all these app delivery services and platforms. So it's I'm right. lucky to be in a in a little pocket of that of this industry that's far none the bees knees for sure as far as culture and everyone else yeah, sort of out, out yeah. in the wind they're just out in the breeze doing this one or two or three gig things and they don't really have any worker protection or anything like that right they don't have the same kind of security yeah now you guys are not unionized but you you kind of have some of the same benefits right is that yeah we're a union yeah. without actually being okay, a union. Yeah, yeah like everything's sort of voted on and it's a collective decision making and sort of there's a bureaucracy to it even though it sort of functions like a band of wily bike messengers that are not about the rules man but they're you know things fall in place and we have a company structure you know it's great Right, right, right. And that, that structure sort of protects you guys and makes sure that everybody's represented. Um, yeah. How does, how does that voting structure kind of work? It's sort of, there's like, it's sort of like a pirate ship democracy. You know, there's, there's forums and ballots and things need to be you know, sponsored. We all need to like, you know, vote on it. Meetings. It's, it's a, it's a weird Venn diagram of bureaucracy and like sort of just collectively meeting and there's, you know, there's a rules and charter and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a successful operation people people support their families and themselves it's like a beyond a career it's like a it's a, it's a it should be a, a model for how to possible to run things without like a straight capitalist pyramid structure yeah and and it provides you with some flexibility which allows you to oh yeah you know, yeah that's why i yeah. started the whole the whole thing i was delivering sandwiches for you know for a long time and because of just the flexibility of having this time off i was never into the the you know the other dream is just finally being a bar back for a while and slipping into a bartending gig and you work three nights and you have like four days off and you could be in a band or or, or like teachers who just have like summers off you know like a lot of band comrades that do that so yeah the bike thing was just the only thing that made sense and then yeah so yeah. what are what are your <laughs> what are your plans for the what do you hope to uh do in the in the second half of 2020 or what do you hope to see happen things got put on hold we were working on an album or still are working on an album and a bunch of other materials we want to do some splits with some people so that we're just trying to get back into the mode of being a band again to where talked about like some bong hit idea of playing at a drive-in movie theater somewhere out in Henry or something. But I think the goal is to just hunker down in the basement and write as much material as possible and afford it in the winter, see what happens in the future. We'll, we'll, we'll be around till we're no longer uh, physically uh, functioning. <laughs> yeah. I guess if we're somehow, I guess I was going to say till we're not around, but then I was like, well, what if we're just like some sort of cosmic cloud dust or 
to transcend it. Or we're just brains in some sort of cyborg jar. We can still play tunes. <laughs> I'd be that. Yeah. But yeah, as long as long as uh, our our con uh, the ooze consciousness is still <laughs> operating, we'll be we'll be making tunes forever. In in the post-apocalyptic nightmare scape, we'll still be playing some burnt out bunker somewhere. Right. Half of half of us will be uh, mostly robotic. The other half will be mutated, but you'll still be making music. That's 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 beautiful to hear. That's that's um, you know. Thanks for making that commitment, man. <laughs> like even when society fails, music yeah, yeah, prevails. Totally. All right. Well, thanks again for <laughs> thanks again for your time today, Kevin. Really appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Uh, again, this has been Nick with the Trip Radio Podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.